I'd like to introduce my guest for today's show. She's the Chief Operating Officer of the J, Sarah Allen. Welcome, Sarah, to the show. Hi, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, and, and what I'd like to do is for the audience just to kind of set the stage for them. Could you give us a little history of the J and maybe how the name change came about? Sure, absolutely. So the J, uh, formerly known as the Jewish Community Center of Metropolitan Detroit, has been around in our community for about 100 years. Um, it, originally, the J was founded as a health club and gathering space for the Jewish community back in a time when Jews weren't necessarily welcome or even allowed to participate in other health clubs. Um, and it, it quickly expanded from a health club to an entire community gathering space that offered programs and classes and arts and culture and childcare and summer camp. And many of those programs are still happening today. Uh, we have a campus out in West Bloomfield, um, the D. Dan and Betty Kahn building over at Maple and Drake. And we're really excited to be expanding our offerings and our operations beyond the physical space of the campus. Um, and that paradigm shift of not only being rooted in a specific place, but really being available across the community is what sparked the name change. Um, and so instead of being the Jewish Community Center, which really evokes a specific place, a specific space, we've shifted to the J, um, which is more about um, programming where you are. Um, our new tagline is find your Jewish center or find your center. And the idea is that, yes, you can come to our space at Maple and Drake, but you can also find us online at coffee shops, um, at public parks, other public spaces. Um, and we really want to help you find the programming where it meets your needs. And so that's that was the impetus for the name change. Wow. And that's a that's amazing. Can you comment on, you know, why in uh, West Bloomfield in particular, maybe that location, that campus was chosen in the first place? You know, it was that campus has been around for quite some time, I believe, since the 50s or 60s. And um, that was a time when the Jewish community and really the broader community was migrating out from the city, out towards the suburbs. And um, at, the, at the time, I believe, I'm not an expert, but at the time, Northwestern Highway was originally going to run uh, all the way north out towards Maple and Drake and would really end where the campus is. And for a long time, our Jewish community in Metro Detroit was really concentrated out in that West Bloomfield area. Um, it should be said that we also for a time had a campus in Oak Park um, on 10 Mile near 696. Um, but in the decades since, our community has shifted and migrated. And according to 
a community study done in 2018, um, that space is no longer the geographic center of our community. Our community has spread out. Our community has moved further south, further east, back towards the city of Detroit. Um, and we really, really do not want geography to be a barrier for anyone in the Jewish community or outside of the Jewish community. And so, like I said, we still offer plenty of programming over there, recreational programming, our summer camp, our early childhood center, our beautiful art space, our beautiful theater. And on top of all of that, we have programming across the Jewish community. I'm actually speaking to you right now from the newly renovated downtown synagogue, uh, right in the heart of downtown Detroit, uh, where we partner in space and programming. And so we're, we're really expanding to be where you are. And I, I think that's amazing. I mean, all those exciting things going on. I mean, there's and there's the physical campus, as you mentioned, but also I think there's in person and then there's online. So like you said, it it's, can be global for where everybody needs to find whatever programs and things that might excite them or help them out and enrich their lives. And maybe what we could do is focus on some of the in-person programs. I know there's what they call the J family of programs, which I think is, is awesome because it ranges so many different age groups. So I thought maybe we could just walk through some of those and talk about each one so that uh, people who are watching might know that there might be a program that's helpful for themselves, uh, for someone in their family, children and so forth. I know the one of the first for the earliest of our um, uh community and our watchers might be the J baby program. Can you comment a little bit about the J baby program? Absolutely. So the J is proud to offer programming for every person, no matter what your age, including those who haven't even officially joined our community yet. They haven't been born. Our J baby program has been going on for almost 10 years, celebrating its 10th anniversary this year, actually. Um, so our earliest J babies are, are turning 10. Um, it's a program, a prenatal program to support new parents who are expecting their first child. And so it includes many of the programs that you would expect in a prenatal course, like um, breastfeeding support and labor and delivery and what to expect in your first month home with your baby. Uh, but it does it through a Jewish lens with a focus on really building community. So I personally did J baby when I was expecting my first child and I am still in touch with the the parents in my cohort and actually now my son goes to preschool with some of his fellow J babies and so the idea is that you start off not only getting the tools you need and the support you need but also building a community that's amazing. I mean, one that you have your own personal experience and and but two, it talks about how the community still stays together, mm -hmm. you know, and the children go to school together and you still keep in touch with the parents. So um, I think that's amazing because it everybody needs that sense of community and it just expands everybody's horizons on who they meet and get exposed to. And um, the next one I'm interested in is the PJ Library. Sure. So PJ Library is a national program that was founded by the Grinspoon Foundation. We partner with them to bring PJ to Metro Detroit. And the idea behind PJ is that 
Um, you don't have to go anywhere or take a class to build your Jewish knowledge and to build your Jewish foundation. PJ Library sends children between the ages of, I want to say, zero all the way up through preteen free books every single month. If you're a PJ subscriber, you receive a book in the mail. And what I really love about PJ is that the envelope is addressed to the child. So, you know, my kid gets absolutely ecstatic when he gets a PJ book in the mail. Um, and every month you get a new PJ library book that could be about anything from Jewish values to Jewish holidays to um, Jewish folklore. And over time, your child builds up a little Jewish library and it's absolutely free. All you do is go online um, to our J family website and you sign up for it and you start receiving your PJ books. And then in addition to the books, they offer some resources, some online programming. And um, that has been a really successful partnership in Metro Detroit between the J and PJ Library, the Grinspoon Foundation. Oh, that's amazing. I know everybody's excited. I was so excited when I was young to, to get a book, um, a new book to read and, and so on. And, and do are the books um, based for ages? I take that, right? That Absolutely. The books Absolutely. So they are age and stage appropriate. So, you know, your two-year-old is going to be receiving totally different books from your nine-year-old. Um, and the idea is that the books grow with them and their skill level and their reading level. That's amazing. And I think it's great to know it's it's nationwide as well for anybody who might be traveling or have family and friends in other states here in the U.S. and that. How about um, starting to get a little bit older in the, uh, for our, our young ones? Um, how about the J-Teen program? Yeah, so our J-Teen program is, it we offer not so much programming for our Jewish teenagers as we do support for all of the other Jewish organizations in our community that do offer teen programming. Um, and while we do run a teen fellowship, that is about building Jewish leadership um, and connecting your peers to other Jewish opportunities in the community. We know that so many other Jewish organizations in our community offer exceptional teen programming. And one of our core values at the J is to partner and lift up the rest of the community. So, our teen programming ranges from offering professional development to other youth serving organizations and professionals in our community, all the way to helping to host teen programs in our space. Tonight, actually, we are bringing the community together, our, our teen community together, um, because what we know is that in this moment, in the current conflict in Israel, we have a lot of teens and their parents really struggling to process and um, to, to cope with what's going on in Israel and how that's playing out here in our very own neighborhood. So the J's role in this program was to really bring other youth serving organizations together uh, in response to an urgent need. 
And that's wonderful. And, you know, because again, you're kind of modifying things to what's happening in real life. And like you said, if there's team programs that are being done exceptionally well in, in other organizations, why not just take and link to those and, and take advantage of those? And, and it's just a, it's amazing thing to do. And especially when um, people need maybe a little help and assistance to understand what's really happening out in the world in a global environment. One of the next programs I'm wondering about is the J Screen Detroit program. Yeah, so J Screen is also a national partnership. Um, our J Family Department brings J Screen to Metro Detroit. Uh, J Screen is a program that offers genetic screening and genetic testing at a highly, highly subsidized rate. So, as we know, there are some genetic markers. Um, when you're a Jewish person, especially when you're a Jewish person married to another Jewish person, um, that can dramatically impact long-term health and reproduction. And so JScreen offers um, several of those genetic tests that can often be um, extremely pricey, sometimes totally cost prohibitive, to our community at a highly, highly subsidized rate. Wow, that, that is amazing. And is there anything that anyone has to do to sign up for that or meet any criteria to get that genetic screening? Just go to the website and you can sign up and all of the information is there. So the jdetroit.org, you'll navigate to our J family page and you'll have all the information to access J screen right there. And that's amazing. Uh, just, you know, the word subsidize is so important these days because there's some key tests that people may need and they may need some help and not get those tests because of financial reasons. So, you know, I, I commend the organization for being able to help the community and, and do that and be part of the larger group, of course, that you said it's national. Um, as we move up in our age group, um, curious about what's the J Grand program all about? Jay Grand. Jay Grand is a program that was really pioneered here in Detroit by our family programmers and is now being adopted other Jays across the country because it's been so successful. Uh, Jay Grand is, technically lives under our children and family program umbrella, but it's really all about intergenerational programming and opportunities. So um, a few years ago, what we were hearing from our Jay family parents is, you know, our parents, meaning my parents, my child's grandparents, um, really want to be involved and want a relationship with us and our kids and are leaning into the role of grandparents. But things have really changed since they parented. Um, there, are, there are new ways of doing things, new philosophies. And so Jay Grand came about in response to these needs. And our Jay family team decided that we really wanted to do programming, not just for grandparents and their grandchildren, which we absolutely do. Tomorrow's election day, and we're having an origami seminar in our art gallery for grandparents and grandkids who may not have school tomorrow, um, but also doing classes and seminars to help our grandparents really understand 
current parenting practices and trends, navigating their relationships with their adult children, the parents of their grandchildren, um, and providing resources and support. And we have a wonderful community of grandparent connectors who go out and reach out to grandparents in our community to really understand the wants and the needs. Um, and like I said, ongoing programming throughout the year. And that's amazing because, you know, there's so many things from generations that have changed. Technology oh, yeah. in itself is is changed. Um, viewpoints and like you said, maybe parenting skills and things what worked and didn't work. And um, so now in some of these programs is the grandparents like, you know, if your your parents, you know, the, and the grandchildren, do they attend these all together at some of this? Or is it more where the grandparents may get some um, assistance by listening to other folks, helping them with some of these generational differences? Total mix. We have so many programs for grandparents to bring their grandchildren. We have programs for grandparents, parents, and grandchildren to come together. And then we do offer opportunities just for grandparents to be in community together, to learn together, to maybe complain together and talk about, you know, navigating relationships with their adult children. So really it runs the gamut. And then we, we partner outside of just our family and children programming, we partner with other departments at the J to put on these programs. So for example, yesterday we had a wildly successful Jewish book fair program. So in partnership with the Detroit Jewish Book Fair, we had a family and children event uh, where kids were welcome to come and bring stuffed animals and their dolls. And we had a very, very large tea party. It was wildly successful. We saw parents there, grandparents there. Um, I think over 300 people attended this event. So a great example of across our departments, connecting our book fair to our J grant, to our J family programming, our camp and our early childhood center were involved. Um, and, and it was wildly successful. It was a lot of fun. And that's, again, so amazing. Again, and I think that one of the things that I see kind of interwoven amongst all of this is just trying to be a community and bring everyone together and help maybe educate on differences in generations, maybe help educate our young on, on some things that, that they need to understand about the, the being Jewish and all these things, just trying to bring people together and provide them, you know, necessary information is amazing. And I, I was wondering, I wanted to ask too, are, in addition to some of these programs uh, for on-site net, are there also maybe support groups of various types that might be out there and available as well? Absolutely, especially through our, our J family program, we have different affinity groups for different types of families. So for example, we have um, a single parent affinity group for anyone in the community who's parenting solo. We have an interfaith family group for those of us, myself included, who are in interfaith marriages, um, just supporting one another, um, we have an LGBTQ affinity group for families who identify that way. Um, and then, of course, our grandparent groups. So lots of different community support groups. And the J helps to facilitate those. But oftentimes they're they're really lay led and, and sometimes they take place in person and physical space. Sometimes these are super active groups on Facebook that are you know, in communication that way and supporting one another in that way. 
Wow, amazing, because that just covers so many different areas that people might need support and help with. And again, they're there for whatever they might need as they progress throughout their lives. Um, one thing I didn't want to lose a sight of is that you have also offering, um, which is a very successful, is your summer camp. Can you mention a little bit about the summer camp program? Yes, our summer camp program turns 95 this summer, which is really exciting. We'll be ramping up to that 100-year birthday. Uh, our summer camp is uh, lives at the Jays campus in West Bloomfield. We have, most people have no idea, but we have so many acres of wooded space back behind the building that really, when you go back there, you are transported. It's as if you're not even in West Bloomfield anymore. A beautiful, beautiful summer camp space. Uh, we offer day camp to children going into kindergarten all the way up through a counselor and training program for our high schoolers. Um, and in addition to that, we run one of the only special needs programs in the community. And that also serves rising kindergartners, actually all the way up through young adults, age 28, um, with, with lots of different opportunities for our special needs campers, including some vocational training, some skill life skill building. Um, but summer camp is phenomenal. It runs all summer. We have, including a pre-camp and a post-camp, it's a 10-week summer. Um, we're unique in that we give our families the opportunity to sign up a week at a time, um, which is flexibility that we know is really important to our families. And it's, you know, it's the it's all of the community and the excitement and the skill building of a sleepaway camp, uh, but you get to go home to your own bed at night. So we have archery, we have outdoor programming, we have a waterfront, the kids go on field trips, we have um, a color war day every summer. Um, and our camp leadership is just, they live and breathe camp. They are so, so phenomenal. It's worth mentioning, you do not have to be Jewish to participate in the Jays summer camp. Um, it's a program that is rooted in Jewish values and Jewish experiences, but you, do not, you don't have to identify as Jewish to be a camper at our summer camp. Um, and registration will open in January. And my suggestion is that if you want an amazing opportunity for your child this summer, register in January because we fill up very quickly and um, we are always looking for fabulous staff. So it's an amazing leadership training opportunity for young adults. Um, I am only speaking to you today from... Um, because of my experience working in Jewish summer camp, I, I would never be working in Jewish community. I would never be in a leadership position without my experience working at summer camp. So that's my plug to anyone who may be listening. Come be a camp counselor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well thank you, Sarah. That, I know your your passion is infectious and it's uh, on, the, on everything about the J, but I know the summer camp. I mean, I, I wish I could go to the summer camp you know, with the time off. But I think what's awesome is all that flexibility, you know, like you said, you know, a week at a time because some things come up and so on. And, and 95 years is really, really you know, impressive. And like you said, 
right there at the campus, what, right there in West Bloomfield, you can just transform yourself away from sometime the concrete buildings and the traffic and, and get back to nature. And, um, and that's amazing, you know, and, I'm, and it always takes special people to be able to do that. It's like you said, camp counselors, and it's wonderful that, you know, even special needs and everyone's kind of looked out for and taken care of that. So that, that's, that's just amazing. One thing I did want to mention or talk a little bit about was um, I know on campus, because you said, of course, is so large, is there's actually activities. I believe there's a walking track, um, inline hockey. Um, so could you talk a little bit about maybe those type of activities? Yeah, sure. We have, we still have plenty of recreational opportunities uh, at Maple and Drake, if that is what you're looking for. We have an indoor and outdoor walking track. Um, we offer the Kenny Goldman Basketball League, inline hockey. We have a fitness center um, that is is totally drop in. So it does not require that you become a member of the J. You can drop in, pay a daily rate and go use the fitness center, uh, which is really, really lovely and beautiful. Um, we also have a fantastic outdoor pool for the summertime. And again, it doesn't require a membership. Um, so you can buy a summer pass for your family. You can drop in one day and come experience the beautiful outdoor pool. Um, we have pickleball options going on throughout the week inside of our gym. Um, and I, as I mentioned, the indoor track that can be used throughout the year. Uh, so lots of recreational opportunities still happening at the J. And that, that's, that's amazing because all, you know, you have some of the intellectual programs going on, some of the things for physical, a gym and walking track and a pool and, and all those type of things. The one thing I did want to ask for, um, for the programs and for some of this, and I know for the camp, you said you don't have to be uh, Jewish necessarily. Do you need to do that for the programs that you offer? Not at all. Not at all. We like to consider ourselves an open tent. Our organization is absolutely rooted in Jewish values. Um, and what I always hear from non-Jewish folks who participate and our non-Jewish staff is that these Jewish values are really universal values, values of community, inclusivity, um, curiosity. Um, while these are Jewish values, they resonate with everyone and we are a space for everyone. We truly, truly are, whether you keep kosher or not, whether you identify as Jewish or not, we welcome you to the J. We want you to find your center with us. And that, as you think about that, and every time I hear the J and that, I just think of you're just joining everyone together in so many facets of life and generations and ages. Um, one of the things I did want to ask is, what about volunteer opportunities? If someone's watching and they said, this is just an uh, amazing you know, group and organization and campus, how could I get involved? What might be some opportunities? Reach out to us. We have everything from drop-in volunteer opportunities, depending on what type of programming is coming up, to joining a committee and really having some skin in the game. So I'll give you the example. 
because it's going on right now, our annual Detroit Jewish Book Fair. Uh, we have an entire week's worth of programming from family programming to author talkbacks to book signings. And it requires a ton of volunteer support. Anything from setting up our book displays and our, our bookstore, which is currently open, and you can go visit it at the J right now. Um, we have some amazing selections in partnership with Schuler Books to actually being on the Jewish Book Fair committee and helping to select our books, choose our authors to bring in, uh, and really plan and execute this gigantic and meaningful event. So there are always ways to get involved. I think the best thing to do is to look on our website, see what speaks to you, come to a program, find what's meaningful, and then, you know, our, be in touch. And there is. I, it sounds like for anybody with whatever talent or hours or time or skills, there's a place for them there. And like you said, it's it's a would be a terrific place to get involved. Now, I know you're the chief operating officer. So could you comment a little bit on um, how if people could donate or, or anything they can do to help out the J? Absolutely. Absolutely. Our most of our programs are either free or have a very small programming fee. We do a ton of fundraising, just like any other nonprofit organization. And we're really, really proud of the scholarships that we are able to offer. So we are one of the only camps that offer